What's up? This is Unsolicited Advice, another edition of the podcast with advice in its name, but uh, we hardly ever give any that's uh, worth a damn. I'm Evan Terrell, and I'm here with my co-host, my main man, Evan August. Evan August. And we brought uh, here today, Ethan Levy. Gotham Sports Network. Gotham Sports Network. What's up, guys? Happy to be here. How yeah. you feeling, man? We're happy to have you here, man. We, we've done all these heavy podcasts about all those other things. And yeah, yeah, I feel exactly. like I've seen your Facebook page, and it's chill. like real heavy shit yeah, right. and then you texted me i was like all right let's talk sports yeah and, so we're uh, here to talk about the presidency and yes. uh, the effects oh, on a and, yeah. and the racial tension in america exactly yeah. <laughs> it's, a long, it's, a, it's a long episode yeah <laughs> no but we're here with one of the most uh you know talented sports people that i know in terms Stop. of coverage and blush. things of that nature i'm gonna you blush. know uh, a very talented flag football player from what i've seen he's qb'd our team if you don't know to me, one Ethan, win uh, <laughs> to one win, <laughs> one win. Uh, me and Ethan are old friends, uh, grew up around the block. Yeah. So it's very neck. nice to have him here. Represent. Yeah, exactly. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> first time in East Harlem. Really? Yeah. This East Harlem? Is this, East Har- this isn't East Harlem. East is Central. Se- Wait, but I don't think it, does it say like an E on the Listen, navigation the is not my Listen, strong I have no yeah. idea. <laughs> like I said, first time here. Yeah. It could be East, it could be West. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> You like the walk here, the the two blocks that you uh, it was lovely. Walked in? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, there we go. Maybe come through some more often. No, I seriously, it's really not as far as I thought. You guys got a nice place. <laughs> Wait, you work around here? No, 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 I work in Midtown, live in Brooklyn, but gotcha. I came from Brooklyn, and it didn't take that long, honestly. Nice, yeah, uh, yeah. We we joke that like Brooklyn, you need to pack like a ration. Yeah, no, that's why. That's why no one spots. no one ever comes to visit me because yeah. it's like a third. They feel like, it's like the a North. third world country, <laughs> even though I'm like 20 minutes from Midtown. Oh my yeah, gosh! Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and you're much more of a. So I'm a Knicks guy. Yeah. I'm a basketball guy. You are. Uh, track, but nobody really talks track. No one talks no, Nobody cover, Nobody cares about that. Although, and here I am going Giants again. Odell tweeted at Usain Bolt yesterday, asking to do speed training in the offseason. Oh, here we go. So there you go. This is your in. This is so how that's you, interesting. This is how you get more into Giants football now. Exactly right. Yeah. Although it's interesting because the training, the speed that you need on the on the football field is a little bit different than the, than the track. Speed. Listen, I don't ask questions. <laughs> I just know that my superstar wide receiver wants to get better, and I run with it. That's all oh, I need to know. You've obviously seen the YouTube where he's just good at every sport. Oh, every like, literally sport. everything he talks about: baseball, basketball, football. Yeah, he does everything. Yeah, he, yeah seriously. If, basketball is in, like, if you if he played soccer his entire life, he'd probably be in the EPL. Really? Yeah. yeah. That good? Yeah. We he grew up. He grew up playing soccer. His mom was a track star in college. Yeah, man. So he didn't mess. There's no way he could have messed it up. He just had it in him. Yeah. There's no. He would have been a pro one way or the other. It's something. That's incredible. Yeah. No, we were talking before. He's like all time, all like time great, good. all time good, all time good. Like hands down, like the best. Hands the down. best. Best he, what? He's off to the the best start. Best start for the first three years of his career, comparable to Randy Moss, Jerry Rice, yards, touchdowns, you name it. He's up there. Receptions. Jeez. I mean, last year he was the Giants offense. He's unbelievable. Hands down my favorite player to, rock, to watch. He's electric. There's no player I'd rather have right now. Interesting. Team. And you know, I'm the, just following him on Instagram. That's, that's <laughs> about all I've seen. The funny thing is, and you're a Giants fan, so I don't want to crap on Giants. Yes, uh, you can crap optimism. on optimism. I've heard it all, and I've got like... But, all my defense mechanisms are, are like sky high right now because the Giants are actual playoff contenders and everyone's coming at them and I'm just like bam, 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 like beating away, beating away the haters. Um, Eli is not. We're no. not sure how okay, good he is in the go. regular season. I've been, I've been labeled recently an Eli Manning apologist, and I would like to say that I am not an Eli Manning apologist. You're going on record. He has not played well. But but I'm you saying are like, correct. Oh, I putting up all these stats yes. with. Not top Eli's not a top five in the league, is he? No, not at all. In the playoffs, in the Super Bowl, maybe, maybe he's top five. Listen, all you need to do is get hot. Yeah. And they got <laughs> That's gotta, what Giants fans say. This, that's what I'm gonna tell myself <laughs> until it ha- hopefully it happens. Uh yeah, he's not having a great season. That's uh th- those are the facts. He could have more support, like yeah. an offensive line that works, or a running back that isn't as slow as Rashad Jennings, or a tight end. Seriously. Or, yeah. Can can we talk so, about though? Isn't that kind of an excuse that people make sometimes Here we for go. athletes that Here we like go. he might not be good in the regular season. Like the regular season is most of what you're doing. Like you're sure. getting your paycheck it's for true. the regular season. Listen, Eli had a great, uh, and this is actually a thing that I'm starting to notice now. Eli's like has a bad year every third year. Mm-hmm. He is incapable of having three good seasons in a row. If you look at like his numbers, it's it's miraculous, honestly. Like Interesting. last year, 
career high completion percentage, 4,400 yards, 35 touchdowns, slightly less the year before that. This year, total stinker. What's the most heartbreaking Giants season that you've witnessed? I have one in mind. Uh, probably 2008. That's when Plaque shot himself. That's right? when Plaque shot. <laughs> they were so That's good. When exactly. They started. They started uh, what 11 and 0. Plaque shot himself. They lost out and missed the playoffs. Or no, they made the playoffs. Lost to the Eagles in the wild card round, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. It was. And then everyone was like, "Oh, the Eagles are like the new Giants." Super team. Yeah. yeah that was it. <laughs> Wait, was that the same year of the Deshaun Jackson? It, it, it might have been. I, honestly, like I, as a fan, you kind of try to black out. The worst memories. <laughs> That's real. <laughs> Two thousand eight. So Deshaun Jackson, Matt Dodge, oh, blacked man. it all out. Never <laughs> happened, as as far as I'm concerned. What you got to do? Yeah, wow. we have to do, especially with New York sports. Um, what do we want to get into, man? I just yeah, lost. so like I had a man. I got so many questions, but like before we get into like the nitty gritty, I want to yeah. know like this Gotham Sports Network. Yes. What was the inspiration, and what did it take? All to right. create that platform. I'm glad you asked because I was hoping that I could get to tell the Inception story. Oh, beautiful. Please. Involving a couple like characters movie. that you know. Oh, this is beautiful. I don't know if I'm going to name names and maybe I'll tell you after the show. But <laughs> like, I can, I'll name some names. All right. All right. So, well, back in high school. Okay. Right. I didn't know what I wanted to do when I went to college. Still really don't know. Obviously something in sports. But I really always liked sports talk radio. Whenever I was in the car with my dad, we listened to sports talk radio. Obviously grew up like a huge Islanders fan. My dad had season tickets my entire childhood. Mm-hmm. Giants watched every game. Obviously they won two Super Bowls during, you know, the last eight years. Huge fan. Um even uh you know, we had like free periods in high school. Yeah. I used to have ninth period free before fencing practice. Uh-huh. I would go to my car in the parking lot, and I would just, like, listen to sports talk radio. I would listen to Mike Francesa for, like, 45 minutes before I had to go back in. So, obviously, like, big Virgin. sports fan. Yeah. <laughs> Showing it out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was, too. It's okay. <laughs> anyway. <Yeah. laughs> I had to. Come on, man. <laughs> Free period. You're going yeah. to the car by yourself. Yeah. No, weird. listen. It's you, a passion, you, man. It's a passion. It's an origin story. You don't know what happens in there. Maybe exactly. you Maybe every now and again. Exactly. So, Some people uh, listen to R. Kelly. Some people listen to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um. But anyway, so I go to college. You know, Brandeis doesn't have a communications major, nothing like that. Uh, they had a radio station. And one of my best friends from college, Jess, who I lived with junior and senior year, he was the GM of the station. For a bunch of years, I was there, so he let me get into it. But I just got a show on the network with me and my buddy Benji. Mm. Um, he is a fan of the Eagles and the Jets and the Nets and the Yankees. So we agree on zero yeah. teams, yeah, zero <laughs> areas. So it was essentially an hour of us screaming at each other. Oh, beautiful. Um, but it was fun. Uh, tried to get into the podcasting thing and whatnot later on. But basically, one night, senior year... Um, I had this idea first semester. I was like, you know what? I've seen all these blogs. I see all these podcasts. I want to start my own thing. I kind of had the name in the back of my head, Gotham SN, Gotham Sports, whatever, New York Sports. So one day, Isaiah. Oh, huge. Yeah, there we go. So he was visiting Boston. Our buddy Isaiah was visiting Boston. Mm -hmm. He was there for, I think, med school interviews. And he was visiting Sam and Matt Mueller. In uh, in Tufts in Medford. Oh, this is great. So I was like, all right, they're they're all hanging out. They invited me over. I go. I drive over from Brandeis. I'm hanging out. Mm-hmm. Not gonna name names or point fingers. <laughs> one person drank too much and passed out. The other one was doing another substance, right. and um, <laughs> so someone got too drunk and passed out. The other us three were sitting in another room, and we're all talking. And I say, you know, guys, I have this idea for like a sports blog. And the person who was up in the clouds, if you will, said, so to say. bro, like, why don't you just do it? Nice. I, was, I was like, you're right. <laughs> why, why don't I just fucking do it? So he said, no, seriously, like go on your phone and buy the domain name right now. And I was like, you're right. I'm going to go on my phone and buy the domain name right now. So I did it. I bought the domain name. Right then and there? Right there on my phone. Crazy. GoDaddy.com. And shout out. 
shout out if you want to sponsor unsolicited advice <laughs> hit him up um and that was it basically from that point on i was too deep to just not stop wow yeah i can't tell you how many a domain name how many ideas i've had have started and ended with the domain listen, name. and it, <laughs> like it's a graveyard of just ideas yeah, i've had no listen it, ha- it happens to me it happens to a lot of people um obviously helped that jess my roommate and good friend uh very tech savvy he does tech and coding and all that that's the huge connect so he helped me set i bought the domain name and i was like okay the hell do i do now (laughs) he set like the website up and the back end and everything and he integrated everything and another one of my best friends julian who has written for the boston globe and the and uh, the boston herald journalism guy um one of my best friends in college she's a year older so he's your year Mm -hmm. um he was like hey like i want to help you with this i was like perfect I'll be like the marketing and like the personality and you'd like do all the back end stuff and you do the editing and you help me manage the writers. Um, and he's still involved today, two years later, whatever it is. Um, that's basically the inception story, how it started. Uh, just chilling with buddies that's on substances thing. who were like, yeah, you just buy it. I was like, all right, I'll buy it. <laughs> that really is half the battle though. Just like, yeah, just doing it. Just doing it. You know just do I mean? it. I mean, Nike do made Nike a slogan if, out Nike, of it. Like, <laughs> Nike, if you want to sponsor unsolicited advice, yeah, exactly. just do it. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Nike. So I, want, I was actually really curious about this too. So you have, I was scrolling through it the other day. You have a, a lot of writers on Yeah, there. I got a roster. Yeah. So what, how do you go about recruiting talent? Would you have this platform? It's really wild because think back to what year is it? It's 2016, almost 2017. Think back like 10 years ago mm-hmm. or how long ago was it when we were in middle school? Man, Don't okay. tell anyone. The, 2004? Oh, four. Nah, really? No, I'm lying. That's No, that's so wrong. Like 06. Uh, 06. 06. Yeah. 06. All right. Think back to like 06. Even in even in elementary school, forget about that. Yeah, you go into school, you go into like all these like seminars about not going into online chat rooms <laughs> and stranger danger. Oh man! And now you look to 2016. It is fucking wild. I can curse, by the way, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> all right. I just want to make sure because I got Head a, in the I got clouds, I got, a, I, got a, <laughs> I got a potty mouth. I just want to make sure. Oh, beautiful. It is fucking wild. <laughs> the people that I have met online who were just interested in helping out wanted a medium to share their stuff wanted not even to do like writing wanted to do back-end stuff and i'll get into that specifically more later if you want yeah please but it's wild some of these people i still have never met i have i have never met half my staff some people who i uh i've been like interacting with online Okay, there's people I've never met. Whatever. They can write for the site. The people, the guy who edits all my podcasts, who's essentially my digital media manager, shout out to Andrew, who was, out Andrew. Who, who was one of my like right-hand men for the website. Mm-hmm. He, I've never met him. The guy who I host the NYG Weekly podcast with, Weiss. Phenomenal guy. Never met him in person. Wow. So my, the moral of the story, not to meet people you work with. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I have I have met some of them. Last year, and even this year, I'm not on the Islanders podcast for Gotham Sports. I do it an independent Islanders podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy, Joe. And there's another thing. I want to get into like collaboration and like meeting other people from different websites and collaborating. But this guy, Joe, became another good friend of mine who I met in person. He's taken me to Islander games. He's a season wow. ticket holder. He's been like, yo, I got an extra ticket. You want to come to the game? Like, hell yeah, I'll go to the game. Just like become like buddies with these people on the internet. And it is wild how like 10 years ago, people are just like, you know what? Like, don't go into these chat rooms. Don't make friends on MySpace or whatever. And now, obviously, there's more transparency now to some extent. But you never know with some of these people. I happen to have a group of 20 people who half I've never met and that I've just found through the internet um, that just want to contribute. And they're great people. And uh, I really like them. Because sports is a dream like that. Like so many people yeah. have such a passion. Like when you put on a city's jersey, like it just like it Absolutely. evokes that type of passion. You know, like oh, for sure. Sense, and know? even and like you, you look at like a lot of beat writers nowadays who, like they their job is to be, you know, like not biased and just write about the team. And like obviously, like 
your your love for sports comes from somewhere. No one just wakes up one day and says, I want to write about sports. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we're a blog and we do express our opinions, like me especially. I'm a very opinionated guy <laughs> when it comes to sports. And it gets me in trouble sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, like, players are going to be less likely to come on, like, a show or a podcast if I'm like, well, like, fuck Eric Flowers and the Giants. Yeah. Like, why would another Giants player want to come on? Uh, because, you know, the guy sucks, but you're a team, you're a family. Anyway, <laughs> opinionated guys. Um, and you know what? Like, you're right. Like, you put on a jersey, you root for the team. Like, I write about the Giants. I have my opinion on the Giants. But, like, that's where my love of it comes from. Like, I'm a fan. I grew up a fan. I want to write about it. I want to express my opinions. I'm just an idiot with a microphone. <laughs> lucky to have a few thousand people that want to hear my dumb takes. And it's awesome. Yeah. That's actually really – you actually touched on something I actually wanted to ask uh, a little bit later, but I'll just ask it now. So now that you have, you know, this platform, you have your team of writers. Sure. And you have people listening to you. What responsibility comes with that? Like, how does the how does how does the dialogue change? You know, you but, can't just like sit down and say like, "I'm a Knicks guy," so I'll say you can't just sit down and say like, you know, Carmelo that bum like right. trade trade his ass. You know, you have to be yeah a little bit more eloquent. You have to be a little sure. bit more fair. With well, some criticism. of it is like shtick because like as much as I do sports, I like to do humor. Yeah, I make jokes, and a lot of the stuff that I write or do on Twitter or Facebook, it's like circulating around humor some sort. So some of it is shtick and it requires no substance in the back end. Mm-hmm. But obviously, you know, you have, you know, a following and they expect a certain standard. Um, what that standard is, who knows? I could have set that standard low <laughs> at the very beginning and then they would have expected really nothing from it. But I like to think that my opinions carry some weight because I like to back them up with whether it's advanced stats or mm-hmm. regular stats or game tape Ooh, or pictures or, or you know, stuff like that. So... Um, you know, there is a standard because once you get like a bigger following, you know, you, you forget like a, an opinion. Like if you tweet something that's just factually incorrect by accident, you'll have like 10 people within <laughs> a minute down your throat being like, no, like this is wrong. And like, th- that's why. Mm-hmm. So like you do got to be like a little more careful because there's like a reckless aspect to me that just wants to just fire off these tweets. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's and, good, man. Yeah. Funny shit. I'm sorry. I was what? <laughs> no, what we're gonna, gonna say is also you gotta have a resp- not you per se, but like there's a on Twitter when you have that following, you do begin to have a, a level of impact with the way sure. the narratives flow. Absolutely. So if there's like a locker room dynamic, that might not necessarily be true, but you can kind of see like the rumor rumor mill. Like it'll start at one right. website, carries another website, gains a little bit more traction. Now sure. people pull out that headline. And before you know it, it's become this like three-headed beast. Sure. When it started from, you know, maybe a well, source, you know, outside the locker room. Sure. Really know, I don't know? think I have the power to start that sort of rumor. Who yeah. knows? <laughs> I've never tried. Because I like to think that one day someone is going to slide into my DMs on Twitter and be like, yo, like, I'm a legit source. Like, here is some information that no one else has. Mm. And, like, I would like to run with that one day. Is that how that happens? Has that Sometimes. happened? Sometimes. So, yeah. Well... It's happened twice, actually, over the last two months, mm. but from real shady folks that <laughs> I, I didn't really trust. And some of it, yeah, really. And <laughs> some of it has, like, turned out to be true, but, like, most of it is false. So it's, like, hard to pick and choose when you don't have a reliable source. Mm. But in terms of influence, like, yeah, like, if you start, like, I'll give you an example. Eric Flowers, what, earlier I said he sucks. Yep. He sucks. <laughs> he, he's the Giants, he's the Giants left tackle, and I am just... Not a fan of his, and that's probably being kind. <laughs> like anytime he, may, you know, I like do gifs, like mm-hmm. live gifs yeah. on Twitter. You're a gif guy. You're I'm not a gif, GIF guy. guy. I'm, that's listen, man. <laughs> wait, wait, yeah. You want me to push this mic away and leave right now? <laughs> no, wait, wait. It's gif. It is gif. The creator said it's gif. Gif, isn't it? It stands for graphic something, right? Yes, so but if the gra- creator says it's gif. GIF yeah, fine. you can Google this. Okay. Google never lies. I'm still saying GIF. I'm gonna be real. Yeah, I'm gonna say Fuck GIF. both of you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what am I gonna spread it on yeah. the sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> but so you know, like, all right, you GIF like Eric Flowers making a bad play. Eric Flowers makes like three bad plays in a game. I GIF all the bad plays. Like, okay, like, what am I gonna do? He makes mm. a bad play. I gotta show the people. Then you start having fun with it, like you know, a little, little too much fun sometimes, like. Like Eric Flowers is hashtag not my left tackle. 
<laughs> just like like not my president yeah, for Trump yeah. and like that that's, whole stuff. That's crazy. And now you got people. I got people tweeting at me like anytime he does something bad, like like at Ethan GSN hashtag not my left tackle and like crazy. showing me. That, so like yeah, like you can perpetuate like not that this is like some crazy like wild and out there narrative. Like it's widely regarded that he's a bad left tackle. But you just can't to, help yourself. No, I, I, really I can't help myself. I'm crying right now because you're getting tweets. She's like, who yeah, really. Like, who is this Ethan? Who is Ethan? He actually had an incident earlier this year where he shoved a reporter who had like written negative things about him. So I got to watch my back. Yeah. But, <laughs> how, tall, how, how tall is he? Wait, I got to look up. Yo, his he's stats. like 6'6, 320. He's fucking huge. Yeah, that's a yeah. You've been studying a lot. You yeah. Know, you no, know, push to a Yo, he, he would stomp me in a second. <laughs> um, thankfully, I only got Twitter fingers. But. <laughs> Yeah, Twitter figures so, can get you a deal with Apple, could, man. Yeah, really. <laughs> like, and they'll get me in trouble too. But like, oh yeah, like you said, like yeah, like not like I'm starting rumors, but like mm. you start like okay, like Eric Flowers sucks, and then you start perpetuating that with like funny hashtags or funny yeah. gifs or something. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And there's like this weird like like in between because at one point like New York fans are very passionate. You know, yeah. like we we love our sports. We love we're the, the Giants. We're the most passionate of any exactly. other sports. Exactly. Is that is that. Is that actually true? And you know, probably that's got to be true. So people would say Philly, Philly's one of in them. In terms of market, well, wait, we're talking just passionate fans. Passionate fans, Boston, Boston. I mean, like every metropolis is going to. say I'm not like, disagreeing. I'm just trying to throw. I'm trying to. No, like, who and the, the they're very fair. Like definitely not LA in anything. No, LA <laughs> doesn't. LA, LA. LA, and you boil it down. LA doesn't care about anything. Um, care about the Lakers. Hardly, hardly, <laughs> hardly. When they listen, they care about Kobe. When Kobe That's retired, Tam, team sucks. They don't want to show up. That's no true. one cares about the. Yeah, Clippers. sit yeah. there, sit but, there, but, think no, about no, it. But, no, but sit there and no, think I, about I it. I hate this. I hate the thought that because <laughs> Yo, I'm you're a Clippers fan, fan? I have to you're suffer. Fan. No, I'm a Lakers oh, okay. I hate the thought that I and as I've gotten older, I started to appreciate. It. It's like when you, why would I like sit and watch a shitty ball club? See, stuff yeah, like why? That. But stuff like that. But the fact that we have such like, like we're so connected to this team. Right. Why would I do something that would literally? Be Make like my life masochistic. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Listen, as an Islander fan, I've done that my whole life. Like, yeah. this team has sucked for every season that I've pretty much been alive. I still go. Yeah. No. It, we're, we're masochistic. It, we it's hate about you. that faith, though, man. It's about it's that all faith. About the if faith. you want to put on the jersey and represent the city like that, I'm going to be behind And you. because one day, one day, law of averages says it's got to happen. It's got to happen. And you want to be there. You want to be I was there. there along the whole Started way. from the bottom. Exactly. Yeah. That is true. Exactly. <laughs> law of averages. Yep. <laughs> what I was going to say, though, well, is that there the is Island, a God. The Islanders are both good. <laughs> yeah, I, listen, the Islanders blow, but law of averages says that one day exactly. they're going to make it. Exactly. And I'm going to be there. <laughs> First in line for the parade. Hopefully. Hopefully. Oh, Hopefully. man. So I must have been the only asshole who was rooting against the Cubs winning. I thought it would have been hilarious. <laughs> and they just lost. And, and then, like, a whole set of 109-year-olds just died missing. <laughs> oh, too bad. <laughs> I Listen, I didn't care. If the Cubs lost, that would have been hilarious to me. Right? If the Indians lost, eh, good for the Cubs fans. Mm. I didn't care any, either way. I was going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. They, they won, but I definitely would have... Been first in line to lap up the tears <laughs> of Chicago, yeah. as bad as it sounds. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but no. So yeah, with that passion, like you said, literally looking up the tears off these equally passionate individuals because right. of that competitive nature. You know, it comes like we treat these people with so much. Like we give them so much gravity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, like I'm looking at like someone like a Joe Kim Noah, for example. Sure. Jokem Noah, like a great, uh, great resume. He's done a lot of great things in Chicago, on and off the basketball court. Yeah, he comes to New York, washed up. You know, sure. he, his best years are more than likely behind him. I hate Absolutely. how he runs, and yeah. I hate how he runs. I hate how he shoots free throws. Yeah, but this is general. a guy who took his name, everything positive that he's done, and said, "I'm only going to New York because I want to represent that franchise so badly." Yeah, you know, living out a, a dream, and. A month and a half into the season, I don't think there's a player that steps on the court that gets more vitriol. Like, why can't we amnesty this man? You right. know what I mean? Oh, like, it's, the, it's the in between, you know? What no, I mean? it, it, <laughs> it did not end up the way he played. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad, but, and for with me, there's always a but. Yeah. Or a, however, he's making millions of dollars a year. Yeah. You could pay me a million dollars a year. I would block out all the haters, all the media noise. And you just, play on Thursday night. You play Thursday night football. <laughs> Thursday, I would just do me. I, I, and listen, I obviously can't put myself in Joakim Noah's shoes. And I'm sure, yeah. listen, sometimes I'm sure his feelings get hurt. Yeah. But it's also Twitter fingers. Yeah. Because 
No one's gonna walk up to Joe Kim Noah on the street and be like, "Fuck you, dude! Like you're stealing our franchise's money and do you we suck." Know that? Do I, yeah, I'd do be pretty sure that? that no one's gonna sure. walk up to a six ten dude. That's fair. That's also a fair. Professional athlete and be like, "Fuck York, you, man. you suck." Yeah. It's New York man. I Listen, think you it never happens, know, man. Listen, and you, fans chirp him, but at the end of the day, he can't jump into the stands and beat someone up. Remember what Excuse happened with me, um, last year? Uh, Jalil Okafor <laughs> was that, that happened. Jalil Okafor was in Boston at a club. That dude was big though. Dude, that dude was big. <laughs> he was big. <laughs> Dude walked up to him and be like, big. yo, you play for Philly. You're whack as hell. Yeah. And Jalil tossed him over the car. Yeah. That, okay. No, you're right. Yeah. Shout out to Is MZ. there a video of that? Yeah. Shout out yeah, to there MZ. Is. Yeah. For him. And then yeah. he got like busted at like 130 <laughs> Wait, miles an hour. You know what TMZ going. stands for? I found no. this out today. No, I have no idea. 10 mile zone. Why? What is that? Because that in Hollywood, like it's 10 mile zone of like where all like celebrity gossip oh, stuff is. Interesting. Okay. Right? I didn't right. know that. Yeah. yeah fun fact. Okay. Snapple cool. fact. Fun fact. Right. So you, you learn something here. Learn. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the more you know. Unsolicited advice, guys. Oh, man. No. Yeah. So, yeah. So I just get a little bit cautious. I do no, feel some, bad, s- like, me too sometimes. Like there, there are points where like I'll just stop tweeting for like like a day or two because it's like. Yo, like, I just hate myself. Not even, <laughs> like, a little bit, but it's like, yo, like, I'm getting a little reckless out here. I think need to, how you feel and then think how Donald Trump feels. <laughs> Donald Trump doesn't give a fuck. Donald he Trump just says, says, like, man, I shouldn't have tweeted that. Yeah. He's, <laughs> like, sitting there at 3 a.m. Ivanka's like, Donald, put the phone away. It's like, honey, not now. I need to tweet at Variety. They raided my restaurant poorly. Oh, man. You're fucking asshole. But, so um, so oh, yeah. But, like, there's times where, like, like over the summer, like the Islanders, they did just like just unspeakable things to the franchise in terms of who they signed, who they didn't sign. Unspeakable. Oh, and man. I was just so outspoken about how bad those moves were. <coughs> Excuse me. I, like that's how mad he is. That's how mad I am. It's, it's, I'm about to cough up a lung because of Garth <laughs> Snow. But you're just like at your computer, you're typing away, and you're like, "Fuck this person, fuck that person. This move was terrible. Whatever." You start arguing with people. Some people agree with you. Mm-hmm. And then you step back and you're like, whoa, like, I got to calm down for yeah. a minute here. <laughs> and I'm sure I'll have that moment with the Giants mm-hmm. towards the end of their season, whether it's in December, January, February. But there is a point where you're just like, all right, I'm getting kind of reckless. Mm-hmm. Like, these are people's jobs and livelihoods. Yeah. I got to take a step back. Okay, they make millions back at the computer. It's like it's a it's a vicious cycle. It's like, yeah, okay, I like I'm listen. I reconciled with all this. At, yeah, like at the end of the day, I mean, I'm listen. I'm not like a beat writer, but the, yeah. me, the media's job is essentially to give these guys more attention and give yeah. you know spread word. And it's kind of like a give and take, where like a player says like "fuck you," I'm not giving you a quote, and the writer's like, "all right." Well, then no one's gonna like hear about you or hear about this team. It's kind of yeah. there's a give and take. That that is a certain reality, especially yeah. when you're just beginning the business and like you know a lot of times you have access i don't know if this is actually true but maybe you have access to like the the people towards the end of the bench sometimes that, yes it would it, like look at kind of what you said it, it makes sense that it would totally be in their interest to always talk right yeah you want, you want you want more shine you want the attention yeah yeah you want you want people to do know you, what you're thinking i have a question from your experience do you kind of know what like the social media and i think this goes for things beyond sports but sure. just being in journalism and stuff like what do you think the cutoff on social media is like if someone has more than eight thousand followers like they're not listening to me <laughs> I feel like in my head it's always been like ten thousand, maybe. <laughs> I mean, Carmelo still tweets back at people, but, but like, you would be shocked at how petty some people are. Yeah. And there's only one example that comes to mind. I have only been blocked by a few people, uh, a couple journalists. Mm. I put it in quotes because one guy, one guy actually unblocked me like yesterday without me even tweeting at him. It was unbelievable. <laughs> there's a player for the Giants, Nat Burhe, great player, plays a reckless style. I wish he would stop hitting with his head because he's got concussion problems shout out to you nat <laughs> i don't know what's concussion i don't know what i said tell the truth tell the truth <laughs> tell the truth tell the truth tell the truth tell the truth by the way he might boycott the oscars again again i read a, I read a quote i don't know it, i didn't click the article obviously it clearly was just a stolen quote like out of context but it was like he's thinking about boycotting again he even wasn't even it, he was in Suicide Squad. He wasn't, he wasn't to work. Regardless. Yeah, continue. sorry. Yeah, I don't even. All right, Nat Burhey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, he had me blocked for like a year, and I had no idea why. Like, I don't remember tweeting at him. I don't remember saying anything negative about him. And eventually, like, you get like, you know, like fan base of Giants, fans who are following you for the podcast and for the blog and like what you have to say. And some of them like tweeted at him and were like, yo, like, unblock Ethan. Why is Ethan blocked? And then he unblocked me eventually. 
But I got people tweeting at me all the time, like, uh. yo, like, I'm, blo- I'm blocked by Nat Berkey, and I don't know why. Just, like, regular fans with, like, a couple hundred followers. And, like, this guy's got, like, 30,000 followers or whatever. Some of them are just petty, and, like, mm. they do read their mentions, even though they sh- probably shouldn't probably yeah, keep it out of your head. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you'd be surprised. I don't really think there is a cutoff. I think, yeah. you know, hate is hate. You're going to want to see your phone vibrates. You're going to want to see what people want to exactly. say. Who is the starting safety of the Giants right now? Starting safety is Landon Collins having a defensive player of the year season. And then Andrew Adams playing free safety, who was an undrafted free agent this year, who stepped in for an injured Darian Thompson, who was actually having a phenomenal season. Wow, I'm starting to think we should just do a quick three minutes of all New York teams. <laughs> <laughs> what, for me to, talk, me to talk me to talk shit about random athletes? <laughs> not, well, we can say some positive things. I'm okay, just, sure. Uh, well, I want you guys to go rap about the Knicks at some point. Huh? I'd like to have a so Knicks, we, You're much Knicks more of a Giants minutes. and Islanders yeah, guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Knicks are like down on my list. Yeah. Uh, I don't really watch them. I watched last night, actually. Yeah. That was that sucked. It's a bad idea. Yeah. Bad. I saw Twitter going nuts over Porzingis. I turn it on, he fouls out. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's me. You don't want me watching Knicks <laughs> yeah, games anymore. Yeah. I did read some of your Knicks writers' articles. His name is Jeremy. Jeremy Cohen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Disagree with a good amount of them, but sure. that's that's the nature of it. You know that's what I mean? It. Like exactly. You yeah. know, we're we're bloggers. We have opinions. We want people to either agree or disagree. There's really no like. And both those are wins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Essentially, we want listen. We want to start dialogue. We want to start yeah. some kind of chatter. <laughs> With the fans, um, and you know, people disagree with me all the time. Yeah, I don't care. That's but you actually brought up something interesting that I want to circle back to. Sure. So you talked about how you kind of use, which is almost becoming like partly course, uh, you know, for you know beat writers and things of that nature, using advanced stats to kind of like bolster uh, sure, yeah. different articles and opinions and things like that. How do you feel about what's almost becoming an over reliance in, in certain analyses of like? Of using advanced stats in place of almost like just you know watch the game man yeah no absolutely well first i think it depends on the sport mm-hmm. okay so for let's say hockey there is a huge divide among the fuck you i played the game i've coached the game my entire life i don't need your advanced stats i use the eye test mm-hmm. there's a huge divide between that crowd and the advanced stats crowd mm-hmm. I happen to believe that the most successful front office people in the NHL are a combination of the two. Mm-hmm. They realize the value that some of the advanced stats bring, but are not over-reliant on them. For football, I think it's a bit harder. You have yards, receptions, averages, whatever. Mm-hmm. How do you qualify an offensive lineman? Exactly. What stats are there? How do you qualify? It's easier to qualify defensive players. You got tackles, you got run, like defended passes, you got run stops. For a fullback, how do you qualify how good a fullback is? Mm-hmm. So, you know, for hockey, there there's people that track these advanced stats. For football, and I like to use Pro Football Focus a lot. Um, you have a subscription? Of course you do. I don't anymore. <laughs> oh, Wild <man>. card. <laughs> I, all, right, all right, let me dive into this for two seconds. I used to have a Pro Football Focus subscription two years ago when I was in college. Then they sold out. And I believe, I don't know if it was Chris Collinsworth, NBC, or both. But there was a major investment in Pro Football Focus because yeah, I think it like <laughs> just became mainstream. Like you were ahead right. of the curve. They cite them on the Sunday Night Football yeah. uh, TV cat, telecast, and they basically took away like the average Joe subscription package, and were only selling it to major networks and newspapers and publications for like over a thousand dollars, like a month, a year, whatever it was. It it was beyond yeah. my college student <laughs> allowance. Yeah, exactly. So unfortunately I had to take basically a year hiatus before they got their shit together. And now some of their stats are more widely available. They got writers that tweet them and whatever. Mm. But you know, for an offensive lineman, a lot of it still is the eye test. Mm. But you gotta like quantify, you know, like, okay, that's a missed block. That's like minus one. You got a pancake block that's plus two. Whatever. I don't know how their system works, mm. but these guys watch specific players every game and then grade them. So, I mean, like, well, I'm just an average Joe. I know something about football. But at the end of the day, these guys watch these players every play. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to take what they have to say with a grain of salt, but it's good knowledge. Yeah. So, I mean, there is kind of a divide between the eye test and the analytics crowd. I think you got to use kind of a happy medium, and that's what I like to do. Exactly. No, so because, like, it's it's been weird. The more and more that I watch basketball and the yeah. more and more you, you learn – you know, different schemes, offensive schemes, right. offensive plays, you know, learning the triangle from when the Knicks try to run it yeah. and things of that nature. The less, almost, it's weird, like the less and less the, the stats mean, you know what I mean? Right. 
because you look at some of the a lot of the defensive stats, for example, I think there's like defensive, uh, you know, real plus minus things of that yeah. things of that nature. Like they were, they like crush you know point guards right because they're they're stats that rely a little bit on blocks and a little bit on like how much your opponent is scoring and things of that like things like that right and you look at the the stats and every point guard will be like hammered because the entire point of nba offense yeah. is to make sure the initial point of the dif- defense which is the point guard you know gets yeah. moved out of the way you know so you look at like derrick rose for example advanced stats hate, hate derrick rose. rose they hate him yeah you know, if you were to look at the God kind of also hates him, too. And I, I can see that, where I, I can see the path that this is going down because you said you disagree with Jeremy. And I know I, he's yep. a huge stats guy. Yep. Huge stats guy. Yep. Yep. And then you it's you look at him. You look at his positioning on the floor. You look how he gets caught on screen sometimes, but he usually has the athleticism to, to make recover, up for that. Yeah. He's still like a decently long. He's a big point guard. And his positioning is like. He's great. He runs. He usually is in the defensive scheme, you know, to the T. Yeah. But the defensive metric, he's not getting steals. He's not getting blocks. You know, he's still sure. The the NBA is a point guard's league right now, so the opposing point guard is still putting up huge numbers, and he gets hammered, especially when you're a, a point guard on a bad defensive team. Right. So when you look at the stats like that, they he he gets ruined. But when you watch him. That's the that's the interesting thing when you see some beat writers who are more like old school who only rely on the eye right. test. They look at you like, listen, Derrick, Derrick Rose, Rose is not the problem. Right, he's not the issue. You know, he's doing what a point guard is supposed to do. He's passing. You know, he's scoring when he has to, uh, scoring more than he's passing. Yep. And that's one of the biggest. I think I don't think there's a bigger, you know, uh, a schism than like when you look at Derrick Rose's sure. production. And I I think at least maybe this is in basketball because it's obviously like a star driven league. Yeah. There's gonna be points where. I feel like being a superstar like Derrick Rose will benefit you. Sure, the media is going to hammer you, say this defensive stat sucks, this advanced stat sucks. But you got someone like Phil Jackson, mm-hmm. who, for lack of better terms, is a basketball guy. Yeah. And you're Derrick Rose, <laughs> who's a superstar. Mm-hmm. You know, Phil yeah. Jackson is a ba- he just air quoted basketball guy. Phil well, Jackson, I use <laughs> Phil Jackson I, is a basketball no, no, no. guy. <laughs> I use that, I use that term because there's basketball guys, there's football guys, mm. there's hockey guys. It's like like you just hear that name, you're like, oh, he's a basketball guy. You're <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, he's a football guy. We we've asked like random people who don't know anything about basketball. Like right. Phil, we said the name Phil Jackson. They all just think of black guy. <laughs> <laughs> like this dude. Well, that was true, right? We asked. I think like, we brought up Phil Jackson's like uh, yeah. the posse con- controversy. They're like, yeah. But Phil Jackson, he's, he's black, right? He's black. He's like, you know, I think bla- I think Phil Jackson thought he was black. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like, oh, I can man. say that though, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, continue. No. <laughs> anyway, but at, at the end of the day, I'm trying to say is, I feel like that advanced stat metric or whatever that's either going to help or hurt the lesser known guys mm-hmm. more or less depending superstars you know what you're going to get right yeah you know there's no nba executive who sees a carmelo anthony or derrick rose and is going to be like oh yes. this this yeah. defensive advanced stat stinks fuck this guy we're not going to sign him we're not even going to trade for him <laughs> right but if there's someone who's lesser known and i feel like this happens in football too where you have these scouts who are mm-hmm. you know like Okay, like a scout's going to watch this guy, but how do you quantify his performance for someone higher up who hasn't watched any of his tape? And I feel like those are the kind of stats that are going to make or break lower-end players who are trying to crack a roster, say, yeah. than a more known entity like a Derrick Rose. Yeah. Well, I do think – you kind of mentioned this before, but the, the media and, the, and especially uh, uh, team officials mm-hmm. have stats that the general public does, does not have access right. to. So I feel like there's also an over-reliance – on these all-in-one stats, trying to capture the entire value or the impact of a player, whether yeah. it's uh, you know a PER or a value of a replacement player, like mm-hmm. all these all-in-one stats. Whereas if you're a league official, you're gonna look like okay, we need a shooter. I don't care that Dwayne Wade has a PER of right, like you know whatever twenty-five. I need someone to space the floor. Yeah, you know, like I need I need somebody who's like who might not be able to pass, who might not be able to drive, but he could space the floor. We need that. You yeah, know, that might not show up in the all-in-one stats that people are over-relying on. And NBA.com does have their, their you can tell, you, you, look, you can look at catch and shoot, you can look at isolation attempts, but at the end of the day, like, you really need to, if you just look at the game. You no, know, listen, there's certainly an eye test game. aspect involved. It's not going to be all cut and dry, advanced stats, say this, and that's final. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you, you tell Jeremy, you know, give my give my man a little I'll, break. Listen, I'm going to, whatever point in the podcast we're in, I'm going to send him the link and be like, yo, timestamp, start. Yeah. <laughs>
Oh yeah. man, I hope he brings that heat. Yeah, he me too. Here's it. I hope he adds you on Facebook. Says something mean about you. Yeah, <laughs> keep me out of there. I'm sensitive. I can't. I don't oh, make boy. millions of dollars. I'm sensitive. I'll, I'll cry. Oh, oh, did he fumble? Oh, he recovered. <laughs> You're watching the watching the game right now. Yeah, yeah. On the big uh, screen. Ram yeah. Seattle color rush. Oh, <laughs> electric. <laughs> you pay for the full seat. All you need is the edge. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Also, another question real quick. So we talked about this a little bit, I think, a couple of days ago. Yeah. So as you're making a name for yourself and as your platform is getting bigger, how is it like getting when you have these uh, uh, beefs with other you know, writers and things like that? Sure. Um, it's certainly interesting. It catches you kind of off guard, especially mm-hmm. like the first few times that it happens. Um, in terms of like real beefs. Yeah. I feel like the real beefs are with smaller publications that are in our sphere. Mm-hmm. I feel like the fake beefs, there's actually, I had fake beef <laughs> with uh, like the Islanders guy. Interesting. Like the beat writer. But where, do you guys, sorry, do you guys both like the fake beef, beef a little bit? Right? No, we both, I met up with him at an Islander game. And, uh, just It's like, uh, I'll give you the rundown of the story. His name's Arthur Staple. Shout out. Shout out. <laughs> Writes for Newsday, covers the Islanders. He's like the guy. He breaks all the news. Um, there was one Islander who I really wanted them to sign. Mm-hmm. He's the guy. He breaks all the news. So I tweeted at him jokingly in all capital letters. I said, tweet that the Islanders signed Taylor or traded for Taylor Hall. You won't. <laughs> he comes. I had no idea he was going to answer. He replies to me. He goes, Maybe if you ask a little nicer. Crazy. <laughs> and everyone who like follows both me and him like sees the interaction and goes like, oh, <laughs> Ethan got murdered by Arthur Staple. Oh. So it became like a running joke that like I would tweet something facetious at him and he would just shit on me. <laughs> and it got to a point where I was like, come on, Art, like stop being so mean. Mm. And he goes, you're right. You've taken my abuse all summer. I owe you a beer at the next game. That's so awesome. that is awesome. He didn't buy me a beer, but I met up with him. I said hello, introduced myself. We shot the sh- we shot shit for twenty minutes during intermission. He now follows me on Twitter. He's going to come on my Islanders podcast in the near future. Huge. Let's go. Um, that's great. Yeah. So that's the fake beef. So basically, yeah. we just got to shit on people. <laughs> yeah. Shit on <laughs> people until you get noticed, and then, you, and then you'd be like, "Yo, it's just a prank, bro. It's just a prank. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a prank, bro. <laughs> the, Yo, we cool. Oh my the god. The real beefs." Come kind of like in your smaller sphere because everyone's like fighting for that, you know, that Twitter space, that Facebook space, the page views. So we've had people like our number one competitor, I would say, is a website called Elite Sports New York. Mm-hmm. Don't heard, go there. No one them. go there. Fuck those guys. Yeah. Don't go there. I have no problem saying it. Let them know. Into the mic. Let them know. Yeah. Um, you say where we be. Yeah. <laughs> Come to Harlem. Catch yeah. his hands. <laughs> Get this hello from the other side. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but they, uh, I don't know. I feel like their, their blogs and their, they're, they're like a clickbait farm essentially. Oh, I see. Uh, you know, I have no problem admitting they kill us in page views because they spam Facebook groups and they mm-hmm. tweet it out a billion times a day, but their writers have no personality. No one follows them. 7,500 of their 8,000 Twitter followers are fake. Oh yeah. I, I thought did, about it. Hit it. Listen, <laughs> Stop that. I've, do, I've, I've done my, my research. That was nasty. He also jumped the, the line a little bit. You, you're gonna. You think it's a line thing, or you think it's like a what no, do you call it? That's gonna be a neutral zone or, or an encroachment. We'll see what the call is. Face Thanks, can't coach. be face mask. Uh, let's Thanks, wait coach. for the call. There it is. Um, offsides defense. Sorry, we just watched uh, yeah. Jared Goff <laughs> just get annihilated by huge dudes. <laughs> <laughs> um, back to the the rivalry. Yeah, yeah, but at the end of the day. So competing same space, they obviously have us in total page views, SEO, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think we dominate them in terms of having a personality and having a voice. You know, mm-hmm. people care what I have to say, not to be like arrogant at all. But no, like, no, no, that's no. true. That's yeah. You got like a Twitter following people like asking you all these questions every week for your podcast. Mm-hmm. People favoriting and retweeting your shit and, you know, taking your opinion seriously. And that's very cool. And I appreciate that. And shout out to, you know. Oh, he just got annihilated right there. Back to back, Pete Carroll probably thinks he can say posse too. <laughs> <laughs> like a 
there was another guy after Phil Jackson. It's probably Pete, Pete Carroll. Carroll. Oh, you know, dude coached at USC, probably like all hip and like. Popovich <laughs> probably knows he can't say it, but he knows it would probably be okay if he yeah. could say it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so people uh, take like what I have to say seriously. I have some other writers who have like generated that kind of internet personality and that persona, which I value a lot. Um, I honestly, I value the loyalty. Like if you're someone who's going to read my column every Monday morning or listen to my podcast every week, like I value that over someone putting out a shitty 350 piece clickbait article that means nothing. It's baseless. You know, give me real analysis. Mm -hmm. Give it to me a few times a week. Give me that ability to generate a fan base. I think it shows because their founder not only added me on LinkedIn, which I rejected, but he shot an email to the Gotham email address, basically said that, you know, we've cornered the the article market, but you guys have cornered the podcasts and we think a merger would be very beneficial. And if you have someone who's dominating you in page views coming to you and saying, I would like a merger, you know, you're doing something right. And you know, you got something that they want. And I'm not going to give it to him. There we go. I was very, my editor, Julian, was very polite about it and said, no, thanks. Guy shot us like three more emails. Like, dude, try not to act so desperate. And, um, <laughs> dang. The, 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 listen, the podcast, listen, we can get into the podcast later. I don't know if you have questions about it or this is something for after show, but podcasts are going well, especially the Islanders, Giants, Rangers, uh, you know, starting to get like a small fan base. It's kind of cool. Yeah. And doing the podcast, who are the best people that you interviewed so far? Best people. Um, kind of tough. Uh, I've had a bunch of different writers on. Um, I told you pre-show, Nelson Figueroa yeah. was one of them. Pitcher for the Mets. Now does the pre- and post-game show on SNY for the Mets. Also a Brandeis alum, which is how I got connected with him. I tweeted He's at him great. when he got the SNY job. I said, congratulations. Could you come on the show? He said, yes. So I did that. He had literally gotten the job the day before, was still in Arizona, like on his patio when we recorded the podcast. Wow. I was in my Brandeis dorm room. <laughs> so he was cool. Uh, I've had a bunch of writers on. Uh, I had Paul Schwartz, Giants writer for The Post, on my Brandeis radio show. Oh. Uh, same, I don't, You probably know him. Om Young Masuk, who's yes. ESPN. Yeah, I don't know. He covers the, uh, the Nets now, right? Yeah. So he used to cover the Giants for ESPN. Mm. He was on. Uh, I had Jordan Ron on on earlier in the year he covers the giants now for espn a uh, bunch of writers i'm hoping to get more players on because that's what the people want to hear yeah um cute. have reached out to some people don't know it's probably more of a conversation for the giants off season yeah, exactly is that more difficult because players do have like you know their agents they want to make sure their image is right actually all right questions. and here you guys want to hear a good story so good story. you know steve weatherford Yes, I'm saying that just. Oh just yeah, the really story. jacked. Uh, there you go. See, guy. he knows. Yep. Sexy body. <laughs> uh, punter, not running back. I. You were close. He looks like, like a running back. He though. looks <laughs> like. He looks. He looks I, like. I know Steve. Weather. Yes, he's the first guy to run on the Giants field, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. The, yeah, we were going to the fucking Super on, Bowl. Yeah. He's on the Jets. He's on the Jets. And see, the Jets people. Evan, always, get your football knowledge yeah, up, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. No, but I, I owe this all to my Jets, bro. There you go. Yeah. So I reached out to Steve Weatherford. I was like, "Hey, can I get you on the podcast?" He said. Uh, sure, contact my agent, gave me the guy's email. Emailed the guy, said, oh, like Steve told me to contact you. Can you come on? The, can we get him on the podcast? Uh, never heard back. Shot him an email again a week later. Same thing, like, hey, didn't hear back. Steve said to shoot you an email. Can we get you on the podcast? Guy goes, sure, tell me a little bit about the podcast. Give him like a, a paragraph description. He goes, cool, can you give me a call when you have a chance? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Step out of work on my lunch break. Give the agent a call talk and he goes yeah you know listen steve's a busy guy he also likes to promote a lot of the products that sponsor him on when he goes on these radio things i'm like cool cool he goes yeah so we're gonna need and this is the friends and family deal we're gonna need two thousand dollars for the podcast crazy i said are you kidding me (laughs) he goes and that's the that's the friends and family deal you don't want to know what the other deal is i'm like two thousand dollars and i like that's what i'm thinking out loud i'm like Hmm. Wow. Uh, two thousand. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, let me go talk to my uh my team, and I'll yeah. I'll get back to you. <laughs> Fucking emailed the guy like twenty minutes later. Yeah, yeah. Two thousands out of our budget, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I've been out of school for a year. I am broke as shit. I can't pay two thousand oh, dollars for a man. punter, yeah, a man. former punter. You're a punter asking for two grand to come on a podcast. <laughs> Fuck right off with that. 
Oh man. oh man, that's hilarious. That's crazy. That's fantastic. I'm actually speechless from that. It's, it's <laughs> but <laughs> gotta save up. But two players I hope to have on in the offseason that I sort of have leads on. The current right tackle for the Giants, Bobby Hart, and former cornerback for the Giants, Prince of Mukamara. Oh wow. Oh so that would be he's cool. On the Jaguars. He's on the Jaguars now, yep. So I kinda wanna that would be like a cool like catch up episode, let the Giants fans know what's going on, how Jacksonville yeah. is, you know. Yeah, no. Um I have he like, got shoved in a trash can when they yeah. made fun of him. <laughs> that yeah. was like a story for yeah. anything on the Giants. Um so uh, <gasps> Russell Wilson. Oh. But <sighs> hopefully I can get some more players on because that's what's really gonna be interesting. That's what the people want to hear. Yeah. Having the writers on is interesting, but like, you know, if you're not doing I mean like, what is the writer going to give you on a podcast that he's yeah. not going to get out in his tweets and his blog? He's not going to break news on the podcast. True. Unless he's like a very interesting dude and you're going to be like, oh, like, how did you get into journalism? Which I, which is how I usually like to start my journalist interviews. Mm-hmm. That's basically it. But we've had a couple of the, the Giants beat writers on because they follow me on Twitter now. I like to message them. They, they can come on. Dan Duggan, NJ.com was on. Art Staple, uh, Art Stapleton, sorry. Not to be confused with Islanders writer Arthur Staple yeah. <laughs> came on. Uh, he's NJ.com. He came on the Giants podcast. Um, so, yeah, wow. that's that's like a quick list of the guests. I'm probably that's missing a few. That's just like crazy when you think about like going all the way back. Like this is a this is a kid who is in his car listening, listening to, to Mike radio. Francesa. Yo, and this goes back to what I was talking about earlier where. Wow, you really brought it around. Yeah, but no, it, it, it comes and comes. Beautiful. This meta shit. This goes full circle yeah. here. Yeah. This is like. Stranger Danger on the internet million years ago. <laughs> now, not only have I like made friends. Stranger Danger is great. It's great. Yo, I love Stranger Danger. <laughs> My middle name is Danger. <laughs> My middle name is Stranger Danger. Not only have I made like friends on the internet and gotten writers and podcasters and editors mm-hmm. and, you know, all from the internet. But, and this is what's like so cool about sports journal- journalism, like in particular, is one, I don't have a fucking journalism degree. No one cares. And <laughs> and two, social media just bring like if you want to be somebody on social media, mm-hmm. if you put the work in, you write the blogs, you do the podcasts, like you can be somebody. You can get connected with these writers who are like famous writers. Mm-hmm. And I can I, this is actually a, kind of a fun story. I could tell you about how I like got into the whole social media Twitter thing, but because it it connects you with an audience and not just an audience, but people, celebrities, athletes, writers that you would never have a relationship or talk to yeah. outside of social media. And I think that's what helps me is I like to interact with everyone that follows me. And I think that like adds like a more personable feel to everything. It's like very rare that I don't like favorite something, retweet something, give someone, yeah. give someone you an answer. reciprocate. Because it builds the brand. Like, yo, I'm very appreciative that you listen to my shit and read my shit. Mm-hmm. So like the least I can do is like answer your question or joke around with you. Yeah. It's real. It's like the least I can do. I appreciate every single like and retweet and blog click and podcast wow. listen. So I try to give it back. So, how has your fandom then changed? You know, so now that you have to do this yeah. as a part of a brand. Sure. You know, like we talked about how intense and passionate New York fans are. Yeah. When the Knicks lose, when they when they lost to the Suns in overtime, I'm a I'm on a break. Yeah. I'm not reading. I'm Doesn't not change talking for me. about it. Like Doesn't change for me. If anything, it's more intense. For serious beat writers and like guys whose job it is to be objective, like you got to level it out. Like these guys are not fans. Mm-hmm. They are professional writers. They're the team's beat. They report the news. Mm-hmm. You got guys who are columnists. You got me, bloggers, podcasters, whatever. Like we're going to be passionate. Mm-hmm. Like I said earlier, the only reason I write about the giants and the <laughs> Islanders and I tweet about that shit is because I love the team. Mm-hmm. It's a part of me. It's what I grew up with. My dad instilled it in me. My kids are going to be Islanders and giants fans, or I don't have kids. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> someone else's kids will be fans yeah <laughs> it's like like that passion exists and i'm gonna let it out if some people don't like it whatever they, they'll, they'll get over it but yeah. i feel like if i'm not passionate and i don't bring it like what why do people read my stuff or like me for it's not like i have access to the players that no one else has which yeah. is what the value of beat writer brings they're not gonna i'm not gonna break a story mm-hmm. i'm not gonna get a, a quote before anyone else i'm gonna give my opinion my my take and hopefully it's not too hot <laughs> and hopefully it holds some weight and validity, but yeah. Oh man, that's a that's a beautiful thing, man. Yeah, you want the, you want the story about how I I need that story because it's actually really good. I need. I rarely story. tell it. I feel like a lot of people don't know it. Yeah. All right. Sophomore year. So all right. Background on Brandeis. Mm. Like I said, similar to Greyneck, very Jewish, very Asian. Mm. The one big difference: no one on campus gives a shit about sports. 
Div three school with no oh, contact man. sports. So like, there's no lacrosse, there's no football, there's no ice hockey. Oh man, a lot of the kids are like fairly. Yeah, it's not bad, if I'm being honest. Really? What? Basketball's still there. Sure, but it's like Div three. No one, no one, no one, no one cares yeah. about like yeah, basketball and track. I was on the fucking fencing team. No one cares about the fencing <laughs> team. But basically, no one cares about sports. So freshman year, I'm in my dorm, literally by myself in my Giants jersey. In the middle of April, watching the NFL draft on TV because I'm like a sports nerd and I'm like the only one on campus willing to do that. <laughs> I later found out that there were similar minded people to me, but it, you know, freshman year, you don't mm-hmm. really know whatever. So sitting there in my Giants jersey watching the draft, I'm on Twitter. I'm not like tweeting that much, but I see Jake Ballard, tight end for the Giants. Mm-hmm. They just won the Super Bowl, tweeted at me and said, or not, ACL. No, not at me. He didn't tweet at me. He tweeted out. Sorry, what did you say? He tore his ACL in that game. He, and he tried running and he just <laughs> fell. Not, not he was that. great. He, he, was tore, great. He, tore his, he tore his ACL, tried to run, and because he tried to run on it, micro-fractured his knee. Basically ended his career. career. Sad. Yes, he's a baller. That's yeah. awesome, actually. So he tweeted out. He said, all right, like anyone that can properly guess the, who the Giants pick in the second round will get a prize. Mm-hmm. You got to guess, and you got to send me a screenshot with a timestamp. I'm like, boom, first person. Easy. Guess Ruben Randall at LSU, wide receiver. So I guess Ruben Randall, LSU, wide receiver, screenshot, send, boom. I'm watching the draft. <laughs> the New York Giants with their 30-whatever pick select. Ruben Randall, wide Huge. receiver, LSU. Bam. Huge. He tweets back at me. He goes, congratulations, you won. What do you want? Fucking professional football player doesn't have a plan or like, what do you want? He goes, oh, you want like an autograph or something? <laughs> so, oh, no touchdown. Sorry. Um, so, <laughs> like that inbounds? No, it was out. Okay. I think. I don't know. They're <laughs> discussing it. Oh, it's like an interception? No. Oh. <gasps> so, like they say, sometimes you just got to shoot your shot. <laughs> so, I remember that he, he always tweeted about how much he loved Chipotle. Crazy. I love Chipotle. What a coincidence, Jake. <laughs> he might be inbound. Sorry. So, shut I, up. <laughs> shut I'm, up. Done, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Sorry. So I shoot my shot, and I'm like, "Well, I see you love Chipotle. Why don't you buy me and my friends Chipotle?" I had no idea oh, he was gonna say yes. He goes, "Sure. When? Where?" I'm like, "Holy shit." I don't know when or where. Like, I get home from school this date. I'm like, I'm a freshman. And you know what I look like freshman year. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like this puny little freshman. Yep. And like, Jake Ballard's going to buy me Chipotle. And I'm like, holy shit. So he says, all right, you get home from school this day. We'll, we'll go like a week later. We'll do it Tenafly, New Jersey. Because they, obviously they play in practice mm-hmm. in Jersey. So he, he lived there. Um, Just like, meet me there at this time. I was like, cool. Like, I'm going to bring my dad, my sister. And can I bring two friends? He goes, yeah. I brought Sofferman Huge. and uh, my buddy Kenji. Do you know okay. Kenji? I, I never met He him. was a year older than you went to North. Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> um, so I bring those. We pile in the car, drive all the way to Jersey, rush hour traffic to Chipotle and Tenafly. Wow. We park. We go inside. We're sitting there for like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Like no one's showing up. I'm like, damn. Like I have like the message. Like he told me this time, this day. Sure enough, we see these two goons <laughs> walking into Chipotle. I'm like. There's two. I check my phone. He goes, hey, I, I hope you don't mind, but I brought Bear Pasco with me. Another tight end for the Giants. Would I mind? Yeah, would I fucking mind? <laughs> yeah, you brought another famous professional athlete with you? Yeah, I mind. Sorry, Jake. Leave him at home. Yeah. Apparently, they were, they're, they were roommates because they were both, I think, first year with the Giants, so they were living together. Oh, man, that's wild. So they both walk in, introduce themselves. They tried to play a joke on me. Bear introduced himself as Jake. Jake introduced himself as Bear. I was like, like nah, I was like, not falling for that shit. I, I was like, yeah, nice try, guys. But yeah. I, know, I know what's up. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like me, my sister, my dad, and Dan, all short Jews. My, bu- <laughs> my buddy Kenji, short Asian. And these hulking 6'6", 250-pound white guys in line at Chipotle. The nicest guys ever. They're, talk- they're chatting us up. They paid for our Chipotle. They sat with us for like an hour. We ate. We, we chatted. No drinking. Uh, what? Oh, you want me to talk into the mic? Yeah, man. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I don't want you talking to the mic. Well, I thought. Okay. Well, is it is it good? Am I, no, you're good. You're great. Uh, all right, you're great. 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 <laughs> so I, I want to get all this, man. All right. I'm feeling the I'm emotion. Turn this way because I want to look at both of you. Sometimes. Yeah, cool. Yeah, right. I feel you. All right. So, <laughs> so like they they ate with us. They bought our food for us. They chatted with us for an hour. 
and we're done. They go, hey, like, do you want to come outside to my truck and see the Super Bowl ring? Wow. So all of us go outside. Jake Ballard had this this fucking tricked out pickup truck, high suspension, like tricked out rims. It was dope. Brought out. Um, and we brought stuff to autograph. Like my dad had a football. He got autographed by both them. They had pictures prepared to autograph for us. Oh, did you cry? I almost cried. <laughs> they let us try on the Super Bowl rings. I still have pictures of it. Wow. And that was not possible without Twitter and social media. And that was like my big like, yo, this is a powerful medium. Like I got to start using this more. stuff with this. Yeah. Man. Damn. Man. That, that's... I'm like under like, like under those set of circumstances, yeah. like... I can't promise that like Gotham Sports Network starts or exactly. that like my my foiree into social media and sports like exists. Exactly. It's like and a like huge it, milestone. Yeah. We learned about it's kind of like, like the, how powerful this shit exactly. was. Yeah. When, when Peter Parker learns like, oh, I can shoot stuff out of my wrist. Yeah. It's like, it's like oh, can, oh, like, like that's, not I can, a, that's not a canon. He doesn't I can do that. Spin, yeah, whatever, I can spin I'm just webs. saying, man. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> no, that's terrible news. No, it's touchdown. That's yeah, good but you. that do with the Doug Baldwin. Oh, he has Doug Baldwin. Yeah, but you got Russ. You kind of like mitigate the damage, <laughs> but not really. By like two points. But like he got two plus. All right, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. No, done. man. So uh, I can't even fully fully articulate. Just like, like I grew around the grew up around the block from this dude, and it's like extremely. You know, it's it's a very happy moment, and I feel very proud to see Thank how you. much he's done, and how far he's come up, and just for other people, you know, who want to get into what you do, you know, yeah. you know, uh, actualize their passions, you know, what advice would you have for them? What's your unsolicited well, advice? My unsolicited advice. <laughs> yeah. That was well done. Although you slightly solicited it. At me. Yeah, right. um, <laughs> yeah. Like I said, just do it. Like it's so easy to like have a passion and then just say like, Oh, fuck it. Let it fall by the wayside. You know, I got a bunch of friends who, I mean, like, I mean, you guys do this podcast. Like, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Like, you guys love doing this and that's great. I got a bunch of friends who, you know, they work nine to five, they come home, they don't do anything, they'll maybe work out, throw on the sports game, go out for drinks, go out with friends, whatever, like, like that's cool, like, I work my day job and I come home, and then twice a week after work, I got a podcast, mm-hmm. and then there's some days where I just gotta write, and you just gotta do it, and it's it gets to the point, you know, it's, it's, it, there's some point where you're doing it for you, mm-hmm. like, it's something that you wanna do, and whatever. For me, and I made this joke earlier, where... Okay, like, well, as soon as I bought the domain, like, oh, I'm in too deep. I can't stop now. <laughs> I fucking $20 domain. I could have stopped yeah. whenever I wanted. But I got a staff of 20 people. I got people that bought into what I preached. You know, like, I can't pay them and make them money right now. But, like, hey, like, we got a big Twitter account. And, like, I can help you. I can give you a medium. Mm-hmm. You know, at worst, I can give you a place to post your thoughts, post your writing, use it as a resume builder. Uh, help me help you, Right. Mm-hmm. You post on my blog, I'll help you market. You're giving me content. And you develop relationships with some of these people. And, you know, if I wake up tomorrow and say, fuck Gotham Sports, and I decide to shut down the blog, okay, all of a sudden, 15 people don't have a place to write. Another guy doesn't have, like, a podcast network to manage. Another guy doesn't have 15 writers to manage. I am passionless. You know, <laughs> it gets to, it, seriously, it gets to the point where you're just like, all right, I'm in pretty deep. Yeah. If I were to stop this, I'm letting a bunch of people down. But my passion for it is also still alive. You know, like I would never stop regardless of whether I felt like I was letting people down. I love doing this. This is fun. This has gotten me to interact with people I never would have thought of um, all over the world, writers, athletes. It's cool. It's fun. Bottom line is it's fun. And that's why I do it. You know, I have a lot of fun with it. And that's it. That's That's it. You just got to do it. Exactly. Just do it. Make sure that you never lose that initial passion. Yeah. Um, Well, that's an episode. Yeah, man. Uh, ending on a, on a deep note. Where deep uh, note. where can people find you? I mean, you mentioned it plenty of times. We'll put the link. Yeah, so if you want to check out the blog, we recently transitioned from WordPress to Medium, so the website is looking fly. GothamSN.com. Follow us on Twitter, at GothamSN. Follow me on Twitter, at EthanGSN. Um, that's pretty much all you need because we tweet out the writers and we, the blogs and... Uh, I guess I'll give a special shout out to Julian, my head editor. Follow him at Julian Cardillo. Uh, Special shout out to Andrew, the podcast director at Andrew Claudio on Twitter. Definitely go follow him. He does the Knicks podcast. So talk to him a little bit. We'll we'll reciprocate. You want to come on uh, nothing but Knicks. (laughs) There we go. Um, We'll get you on. Um, 
that's uh i think that's the plug i did facebook no i didn't do facebook facebook.com slash gotham sports network right. <laughs> i did twitter i did the website i think that's it cool <laughs> yeah uh and uh evan evan at evan's lame i don't know why i'm doing this yeah. it'll be at the bottom <laughs> yeah, but uh, it'll be on the bottom you can see me at the bottom yeah if you go to it if you want Sunday is that your twitter Sunday, twitter instagram so so my Celine's what, what is your Instagram? So Sunday Celine. Alright, we're out. This is Unsolicited <laughs> Advice. Uh catch you next week. Peace. Time never cares if you're there or not there. All you ever needed was a simple plan. But you're doing well. I mean you're not dead. So let's celebrate. While we still can I know what they say I can give a care They talk so much on me I must be doing something right I saw my son today In the likeness of a full grown man So I'll celebrate While I still can